everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach, and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hey, Robin, I'm so excited about the conversation we are going to be holding today. Like you said yesterday, this was not on our growth schedule for the month. But because at that time I was wrestling this idea of increasing my level of personal accountability, I think I kept referring to the need for accountability in almost all the sessions we had. And uh, by the end, you guys simply insisted that we needed, you know, a bonus session. And needless to say, we had a, a wonderful session around accountability. Then accountability became one of our official core values. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I really love speaking about this topic because it was so challenging, number one, but also it's kind of one of those words that has a bad rap. You mm. know, um, a lot of people don't like the word accountability because many people have abused it in the past. But today we want to put a positive spin on it. We want to let you know why accountability is one of the most important core values that you can implement in your life. And also why it's one of the things that will help you grow the most. Mm. Um, so yeah, accountability means giving an account for what you are doing with your life. That includes your time. It includes the things that you give yourself to. It basically just means giving an account. Yeah. And so um, building a culture of accountability in your life is one of the single most important decisions that you can ever make. And I use the word building because you need to start from the ground up. It's something that you need to be intentional about laying that foundation, making sure that foundation isn't skewed, you know, forget about all the bad things you've heard about accountability and make sure that you build using the right tools, the right materials, um, if that makes sense. I like that use of that word building because many times when we think of accountability and when we find whoever we call accountability partners, we think that when I find somebody to hold me accountable or to walk with me in accountability, we think it's just going to magically happen. It actually needs building and it's an effort to make sure that accountability works effectively. Definitely. And so that's exactly why we decided we needed to introduce it to our team because, you know, it's easy to give tasks it's easy to do um you know like just give a, a job description and make sure that things are done but if people have that sense of hey i am accountable to someone i'm accountable to something it, it just helps you to take ownership of what you are doing that personal responsibility to say like hey you know what this is bigger than just me um i need to be accountable in this area and so i love what you said that day you said accountability is the best form of intervention <laughs> you know when someone is is doing something wrong like you yeah. have that 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 saying where it's like oh they need an intervention and that's exactly what it is and it's not something to break someone down or to break a team down but it's rather to build up again and so accountability is not punishment it's so important when it comes to not only our personal lives it's 
around building teams because the way that you can become the best team, the way that you can become the best business, whatever, is to have people who are walking in accountability. You know, Robin, researchers are now beginning to find that people who have achieved much in life did so simply because of high levels of accountability structures. They say if you have an idea or a goal, you have a 10% likelihood of completing that goal. Then they say, if you consciously decide to start working on that goal, uh, obviously by yourself, just saying, I'm going to start tomorrow and you start working on it. They say that your, your chances of achieving that goal increase significantly to 25%. Wow. But they say, if you have a clear deadline on when you want that goal done, then the likelihood of achieving that goal is 40%. Now watch the jump. When you plan and prepare yourself before you start the goal, you've got a 50% chance. So having a goal, planning, and then determining when to start and when it's going to be done, you've got a 50% chance. Now, this is where the magic begins to happen. Committing to people in general, like, hey, I want to do something, and you start telling your friends and you tell people, just in general, making your goal known and your deadlines known, you've got 65% um, success rate. You will have a 65% advantage over a person who's not doing those things. But listen to this. When you have a goal and you've done all the things that I've spoke about, and then you choose one person that you commit to meeting with once a week to hold you accountable on that goal, you've got 95% wow. success rate, which basically means that if you really want to achieve great things, you need greater levels of accountability. Wow. And so again, you know, it just shows you the importance that even though this is something that has been made to kind of be a bad word, accountability, walking with someone in accountability can make your life so much richer and you can mm. get further so much quicker by just doing that. And so we want to kind of give you a roadmap today um, or maybe even back to the whole building analogy. We want to give you the blueprint that you can kind of build this principle upon. And so Accountability starts with holding yourself accountable. You know, in the ideal world, every person wants to be perceived as being honest, hardworking, mm -hmm. trustworthy, great at what they do, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is you aspire to be. You find that written on almost every CV. Exactly. So everyone wants to portray that image. But you know, the truth is, is that you are only that if you are that all the time and if you are that in private. And so that needs to become a value in your own life that you can hold yourself accountable to those things even when no one else is watching. That's good. You know, it's, it's so easy to only do what we want to do when it's for someone else. You know, it's easy to be accountable to toss, but the hard part is being accountable about your life, the values, the things you are building your life upon. Those are the deeper things. Mm -hmm. And you know, that means starting with yourself. It means that we are answerable to our better selves. Like the that. self that you are aspiring to be, like the goal. You know, it's almost like you're accountable to the you 20 years from now. That's good. And that is just awesome. And so we came up with three steps that you can start with right now, today, right after this podcast. You can be like, I'm going to take these three things and I'm going to start them right now. And this is going to help you develop personal accountability in your own life. And the first one is don't trust yourself too 
much. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds a little weird, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, I'm developing personal accountability. Don't trust yourself too much. But the truth is, is that many people put so much confidence in themselves, too much confidence in themselves. And I love what you said to us um, the day you introduced this passage. You said the wisest man ever, Solomon, fell. The strongest man ever, Samson, fell. And the man who was after God's own heart, David, he fell. That in itself is a huge lesson. We could probably do an entire podcast just on those things. But the truth is, is that, you know, you should not put yourself on such a high pedestal because chances are you are going to fall. So you need to take heed lest you fall. There is always a human element. There's always that thing within us that is just, you know, waiting to take over and make us fall, make us, um, yeah, just, just come up short. And so you need to be honest with yourself when it comes to those things. Yeah. Robin, I think that's part of what I was wrestling with when, when I was talking about accountability and just increasing my personal level of accountability, because in my experience as a leader, especially now in church circles, we have had so many pastors or great leaders just fall short. And I've realized that most of those leaders who fail ethically share one common trait, a false sense of security. They, mm. they just kind of think, Hey, I'm too good for that. I'm, this won't happen to me. And like you said, all the mighty have fallen, the, the Solomon, the Samsons and uh, the mighty have fallen. So the, the reality is if you really want to hold yourself accountable, you need to stop trusting yourself too much. And you need to believe that you are, you are also capable of making mistakes mm. and you could ruin your own life. Yeah, that is so true. That's a lot to think about. You know, um, I think there's a lot in that, but basically it's just you are not um, infallible. You know, don't put too much hope in yourself. OK, Pastor Jay, tell us about the second thing that we need to know to develop personal accountability. The second step, Robin, is setting behavioral boundaries. I know you love boundaries. And I, I want to say to you, if you're a leader and you don't have behavioral boundaries, chances are you are going to fall. Uh, so you need to set for yourself behavioral boundaries. These boundaries will help you hold yourself accountable, not only for your actions, but before your actions. I think a boundary is put in place before it's needed. You you determine, I am not going to go past this boundary. I'm not going to allow this to happen in my life. And so there are so many people that think they're so good and they've got no boundaries. They just go with the flow. But you need boundaries before uh, you are actually presented with a situation that you might need to call for that boundary. Without moral boundaries, Anything can happen the higher you climb up the chain of success. That is so true. And you know, Pastor Jay, boundaries are everywhere in life. Um, you know, and I think that the evidence of a healthy growing person is the fact that they have clear set boundaries. And again, this is a word that many people have kind of, I don't know, like they're scared of boundaries. And I read something the other day, which I found to be so true. It said that people who don't like boundaries are often those who lack them in their Mm. own lives. And you know what? The truth is that, especially in this area, you need to set boundaries. I like what you said, Robin, people that don't like boundaries often don't have them. And we can actually directly uh, translate that to mean people who do not like accountability do not hold themselves accountable. Definitely. And so you need to ask yourself, you know, what boundaries keep 
me from abusing my personal influence or misrepresenting my character. This is important because that is going to help you to set um, those boundaries. It's going to help you to know in which areas you need to be most accountable in. And so the main thing in this whole boundary thing is the way you carry your life. Again, are you the person that you say you are? Are you a person of integrity? You need to hold yourself accountable to these things. And the best way to do that is in setting boundaries. And I mean, it can be such small things and Sometimes people might find it to be stupid, you know, like setting a boundary of saying, hey, after a certain time um, at night, I'm not going to speak to certain types of people. You know, like if if you're a a girl that's trying to like wait on her husband, (laughs) wait on her man or whatever, you know, like I'm not going to be entertaining like some guys that are trying to speak to me after 10 p.m. kind of thing. And for a lot of people that may be like, "Uh, what the heck? Are you crazy? (laughs) But for me, it's just like, hey, that's a boundary that I want to set to keep myself pure to keep myself accountable and i know that you know if i um kind of venture outside of that i'm in danger and that keeps me safe it keeps the other person safe and it just helps me to um, make sure that my boundaries are strong and i'm accountable I hope that was not a hypothetical boundary, Robin. No, it's a real one in my own life, definitely. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The third and final one that we're going to look at is, uh, this is the obvious one because it's the one that people always run to first, and that is to invite inspection. So what that means is you go to someone else, you go to someone that you trust, you go to someone that you look up to, Whatever, we're going to talk about the different types of accountability later. But the thing is, you need to invite them into your life, invite them into your space and ask them to hold you accountable, to inspect your life, inspect your, um, your whatever it is you're involved in, your work. It can be your speech. It can be your thought patterns, whatever. And so, you know, I love this. Accountable leaders give others permission to check their behavior. Mm. You know what? If you are scared to let someone check your behavior, then you really need to find someone to hold you accountable because that means that you desperately need accountability in that area. That's good. I like that idea of being proactively transparent. You need to do whatever you can do uh, as a leader or as as, as an individual to make sure that your life is lived out transparently. Definitely. And I think, um, Pastor Jay, you shared this quote with us. I'm not sure if it's a Chinese proverb or what, but it said, the reputation of a thousand years may be determined by the conduct of a single hour. You know, we know this um, about life in general. It can take years and years to build a reputation, a good reputation, but that can all be lost in a moment if you are not careful. And what I want to clarify about accountability, and I think this is also something that people get wrong, accountability doesn't mean giving up your personal responsibility. That's good. It doesn't mean abdicating your responsibility. You can't go to someone and ask them to hold you accountable and then you think it's their job (laughs) to make whatever happen for you, you know, like to check up on you every single day or to whatever, whatever, whatever. That's a small part of it. Yes, they should be in invested in your life and care enough to check up. But the truth is that you need to be forthcoming with all that information. That's Um, good. That idea of 
not abdicating your own responsibility is very, very key for me, Robin, because I've had so many people come to me and say, hey, won't you hold us accountable in this area? And for some strange reason in Christian circles, they almost think that God is just going to tell you everything that's happening in their <laughs> lives. And I'm like, no, I'm not dreaming about you. You need to come and uh, be just forthcoming with uh, the areas that you're struggling with so that we can help you grow in those areas. And so accountability is not this magical wand that we're like, oh, I've got somebody who's holding me accountable. So if they don't say anything, then my life is fine. No, if you know your life is not fine, it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to grow in that area. Yeah. So Pastor Jay, before we move on from this, I want to ask you, what are the different levels of accountability? Is all accountability equal? Robin, I don't think so. I, I think accountability happens on various levels. So uh, you can have what I call peer-to-peer accountability, which is really great. Uh, you find your peers, uh, maybe you are trying to grow in the same area or somebody who's the same age or whatever, whatever peer would mean to you, that's that's one level. And then there's also another level where you have a top-down accountability structure where maybe there's a leader in your life, somebody you look up to and you go to them and you say, hey, won't you hold me accountable in this particular area so that I can grow? And then we have what we call uh, relational accountability. This for us is the highest form of accountability, you know, where, where you are really not just going to somebody because you want them to help you in a particular area. You just want to do life with them and say, hey, whatever I want to achieve, I'm going to make it known to you. And I want you to trust God with me so that I can be all that God wants me to be. And so this level of accountability is not in a, in a particular area. It's just like life accountability. And we do it in, in the context of fathers and sons in, in our own house. But that's just like another, like the highest level of accountability. Yeah, I think Pastor Jay, you know, it makes me think of something that you always say to us as your spiritual sons and daughters, you know, something is better caught then taught or rather caught then taught and yes you teach us a lot but I think what I've learned the most in walking that walk with you is the things that I've caught from the way that you live your life the way that you and Pastor Reddy um, your marriage you know the way you raise your children all that kind of stuff those are the things that have stuck with me the most and so I love I think that that form of accountability is something that I really believe every person needs to have. Yeah, we cannot overemphasize the importance of this level of accountability. But hey, before you get there, maybe you're like, I don't know this person. That's not the issue. The issue is you need to be accountable. So you can start with a peer, find a friend. But here's what I often say. The problem with this accountability thing is sometimes we go and find someone who's struggling with the same things that we are struggling with and then we ask them to hold us accountable. That doesn't work. The blind cannot lead the blind. If you need accountability in a particular area, maybe you're struggling with lust and um, you've been watching all the wrong stuff, don't go and look for a friend who's also struggling with lust because all you're going to do is to fuel the lust and no one is going to hold the other accountable. So yeah, not all accountability levels are equal. That's awesome. All right. So now that we know the three steps involved in developing personal accountability, what is next on our blueprint? I think it's so important for the person who now knows how to hold 
him or herself accountable to start holding themselves accountable for holding others accountable <laughs> basically what we are saying is it's difficult to hold yourself accountable we know that and we agree but it's even much more difficult to hold others accountable especially if you are not holding yourself accountable here's what we mean by this if somebody comes to you and asks you will you hold me accountable before you say yes ask yourself do i really want this responsibility because this is a serious responsibility we said accountability is like the best thing you can ever give somebody so before you say yes i want to be your accountability partner i remember <laughs> back then when i was uh, in youth everybody knew that you needed an accountability partner and they would oh, be my accountability partner and you just say yes because it was a cool thing but you never really held anyone accountable as i've matured i'm actually saying before i say yes to holding somebody accountable am i willing to hold myself accountable to holding that person accountable that's great and you know pastor jay you made a um a statement that says not holding others accountable is cruelty can you expand on that a bit because that's a that's a harsh statement you know and it kind yeah. of makes you feel like whoa if i'm not holding someone accountable i'm being cruel you said it uh in some of your introductory thoughts that most people have this negative connotation to accountability they think well you're being a judge judgmental you are invading my my privacy but here's the thing if somebody comes to you and says uh robin won't you help me grow in this area and you say yes if you don't hold them accountable when they are going off course you're being cruel because they are counting on you to keep them on the right path and you kind of feel like oh yeah i don't want to be judgmental oh i don't want to offend them i want to be nice to them no you're not being nice you're actually being cruel definitely and you know i love that because accountability always says to the other person i know that you are better than this you know going back to the whole building um your life thing um you know by holding someone accountable you are helping to build them you know so you're saying hey you know what you want to go down this path or you want to behave like this or you want to speak like this but i know that you are better than this so let me help you let me stop you from doing that and let me show you a better way i like that it's already carrying the idea of i'm not here to punish you i'm not here to judge you i'm here to remind you that according to your values according to your principles according to your goals you can do so much better and that is very very helpful most definitely so now that we know the importance of why we need to hold others accountable how can we hold others accountable in a healthy manner because again like i said earlier this is something that has really been abused so it's important to know what healthy accountability looks like you know as as christians we have a saying that the truth must always be said in love that we are to speak the truth in love so yeah being accountable doesn't mean that you kind of beat around the bush or anything like that but when you do come to the table and you bring an issue it must be said in love the way you bring it out um you know that can really make or break a person it's one thing to want to hold somebody accountable but the thing is with accountability i think this is a reason why it has a negative connotation if you come across as being judgmental if you come across as i'm better than you mm. there's something wrong with you people run away from judgment and so it's very very important like you're saying robin that we hold others accountable in a healthy manner 
Definitely. And another thing that we have to look at and be so conscious of, and this is where um, maybe we've fallen short in, in the past when it comes to the area of accountability, because many people have tried to build accountability by using shame, blame mm. and punishment. Mm. And, you know, that never, ever works. Yeah. You know, you can never get someone to behave right by, you know, trying to build their lives upon shame, by trying to blame them for things. And by punishing them, you know, like that is just not the way that you build someone up. In fact, you actually break them down in the process. And so we have to avoid creating a culture of accountability by building it on shame, blame and punishment. Yeah, it's that whole idea of reverse psychology. Sometimes you tell people how bad they are thinking that you're encouraging them. That doesn't work. You really break people down. So you can be sarcastic about your accountability. That's not going to help. Mm. It just breaks, it wounds, and it causes people to run further and further away from what we're talking about here. But if done correctly with the right motive, accountability is not an invasion on one's privacy. It's not an intrusion on someone's personal space, it is actually a tool that can help people to become all that they want to be. Definitely. So I hope that that helps our listeners just to see a little bit of a window into what healthy accountability structures look like. And we want to help you guys even more. So we've come up with five simple steps to how you can actually structure healthy accountability. And number one is to reinforce relationship. Mm. This one's right at the top because I think it's one of our values as a church. You know, we always say that it's relationship before structure. And so you need to make sure that whatever you're trying to throw at that person or whatever they're trying, because this goes both ways. This is for when you're holding someone accountable to something and for those who are holding you accountable to something. So you need to make sure that your relationship is strong enough to handle the level of, you know, whatever it is you're trying to hold each other accountable. And so you need to make sure that you're always reinforcing that relationship. You're always, again, it comes down to boundaries. You know, what are the clear boundaries that you've set in that relationship? Without a good relationship, Robin, accountability is very, very dangerous. Let's let's face it, in a practical sense, you're not walk to somebody that is just, uh, you just met down the road and like, hey, Mm. let me just hold you accountable. I just need to tell you this. You don't do that because they don't know you. You don't know them. And and you can't hold them accountable without a relationship. And most times people, when they hear about accountability and calling people out, they think, oh, well, I'm now the inspector. I just want to see when you do something wrong, I'm going to call you out. You don't have a relationship. I'm not going to welcome your input in my life. But when there is real relationship and especially when uh, somebody has invited accountability into your your accountability into their lives that's really going to be beneficial which brings us to the second step that you need to take when you want to make sure that your accountability with somebody remains healthy after you have reinstated the relationship i think it's important that you remind the person of their values and their personal commitment to either growth or whatever goals they want to achieve. In other words, there must be context. If if you are going to hold me accountable, remind me, hey, Pastor Jay, you said you're an honest person and you said you value honesty. But what you just said here, yeah, I think it mm. goes against what you're saying. And you know, when it comes to commitment, this is something that can be tricky because everyone has a busy life, you mm. know? Um, and so it, it may be great to, in the beginning to be like, hey, we're going to meet up once a week or depending on the context, one 
once a month, whatever, to to talk about this thing. But the truth is, is that life happens. And yeah. oftentimes, you know, it may just be something that kind of just slips away. Yeah. And so this requires an intentional commitment to the process. And so, you know, for both sides, they need to be um, some reminders on that. Hey, yeah. you said that you were going to walk this walk with me. Let's be intentional. Let's not neglect what yeah. we said we were going to do. That's very good. This this becomes really helpful, especially when you're working with somebody. You committed to this. Now, give an account, like you said in the beginning, yeah. give an account of what has happened. Yeah, definitely. And so the third step that you can take is to constantly reflect on the situation. You know, I think context is always key. And so you need to be open, constantly open to this thing evolving and changing and keeping the main thing, the main thing. That's good. And not getting so boxed in that you're not open to learning and to changing as things progress and so you need to be open to any learning that needs to happen in the situation so don't be closed off don't be a know-it-all don't think you know everything be cooperative ask good questions make sure that you are constantly reflecting on the situation learning and growing that's good robin and it's important for the person who's receiving some form of input because of accountability not to be defensive you know many times we ask people to speak into our lives the moment they start speaking we start justifying ourselves we start kind of trying to just avoid their input you know it's it's difficult enough for me to sum up the courage to just come and say robin hey i think you need to you can do better in this area but then when i'm doing that and you know you could have done better you said justifying mm. next time i'm just gonna say well i'm, I'm, I'm just not gonna do it you know mm. which brings us to the fourth one we called it redouble your support basically what we're talking about here is make sure that you let that person know that you are fully committed to helping them you see it's one thing to call somebody out it's one thing to say hey you've failed in this area but before we finish our conversation i want you to know that i am willing to do whatever it takes to help you become better in this area and you can count me in that makes a person more receptive they really begin to realize that hey you're not just saying you've got a, a, a good intention you're willing to invest in helping mm. that person to grow Definitely. And there's nothing worse than walking with someone in accountability and feeling like every time you go to them with something, it's an inconvenience, you yeah. know, like they're not interested or they shut down and they don't want to speak about it. And that goes both ways. You know, yeah. when you're holding them accountable and there's more that you're pouring in than what they're willing to give and to receive. So again, you know, like making sure that you constantly redouble that support is so important to keeping it healthy because yeah. it can take a turn for the worse if people are not invested and that support is not there. Certainly. And so the last one, number five, is to resolve to take action. Um, this is, you know, we've been speaking about this since the very first episode of Growth Week, that nothing happens by accident. True. You know, in accountability and in a healthy accountability, if all you ever do is get together and talk about it, but no one ever moves any closer to where they're trying to go, that's not accountability. Yeah. That's a pity party or that's just <laughs> like, you know, let's have tea kind of thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is that healthy accountability structures will always lead the person closer to the goal. So if you are not resolving to take action, then you need to reevaluate that accountability um, structure. And so, yeah, we want to encourage you guys to take these five things, evaluate them. And um, in the accountability structures that you 
may already have. But also, if this is new, if this is foreign to you, then this is a good basis to yeah. start on if you want to be walking in accountability with someone. Certainly, make every effort to make sure that accountability remains healthy. There are so many people that are running away from this idea and the concept of accountability because it hasn't been done well and people felt hurt, uh, rejected, broken down, whatever the story is. Let's tell the world that it can work if it is done properly. So make every effort to apply these, especially the last steps on just how to, to help people grow. Well, before we end this month's growth week, I think it is very, very important for me to challenge you as our listeners to start working, write these core values down and start working on them. I really believe that if your core values are in place, your decision-making process is going to become more effective. One of the things that I like about my own core values, they help me make decisions. Mm. Way before I get myself into trouble, my core values will always determine the quality of decisions that I'm going to make. So this is how important core values are. Well, I hope our office core values have at least challenged you to seriously consider developing your own values. And as usual, Robin, it has been fun chatting with you and thank you for helping me unpack this month's growth content. Most definitely, Pastor Jay. This has become my, one of my favorite weeks of the month. You know, we've yeah. loved having these conversations. And so we want to tell you, even though it's over, you can still be a part of growth. You can still be a part of making this happen by sharing this with your family and friends. If this has helped you in any way, if it's helped you move any closer to growth, we want to encourage you to share it with someone. And again, if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't followed this, click that subscribe button. Make sure you do not miss any of our episodes that are still coming out. And so until next month, let's keep growing. growing.